Good to see all of you. And, uh, you know, we don't do this a lot, but we sort of have a family service on Christmas Eve where the children and everyone joins us. And by the way, I love hearing everyone sing, but I really loved hearing the kids sing. That was really cool. So thank you all for singing out. Um, and because the children are with us tonight and we don't have child care and all that, I, I get that. So we're not going to like, you know, drag this service out very long. We know that many of you are going to go back home or to friends and family and all that kind of stuff. And you're going to have your own, you know, celebrations tonight. But we just want to take a few moments, just, uh, just a few moments tonight, and just think about, again, what Christmas is all about. Many people may wonder, especially if you're not a Christian, why do Christians get so excited at Christmas time? Why do they celebrate Christmas? What is the big deal about this little baby that was born a couple thousand years ago in Bethlehem? What's the big deal? Well, tonight I'm, I'm going to partially answer that question from the scriptures. And we're going to look at the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 9. If you'd like to turn there in your Bibles or just, you know, look at it yourself on your, on your cell phones or whatever. Uh, we're just going to look at a couple verses there tonight. But, but here's why it's so important and, and why for us who know Christ in a personal way and are following him, why we do celebrate Christmas. We live in troubled times. And troubled times create troubled hearts. And there are many people around the world tonight on Christmas Eve who are living with a very troubled heart. Even watching a little bit of the news today, I, I was watching this gal and it just, it grieved me because she was sharing about, you know, all the stuff that's going on around the world and, and the terrorism and all this. And you could tell she was just like, she was visibly shaken and she was just so distressed and so filled with anxiety and, and, and I really not to minimize what's going on in the world, but I really felt very sorry for her. Because I thought, in spite of what's going on in these troubled times, God does not want us, nor do we need to have a troubled heart in the midst of what's going on. See, God's always had an answer. And His answer for troubled hearts and troubled times has always been the same. And that is Jesus Christ and a relationship with him. Back many thousands of years ago, when the prophet Isaiah wrote about the coming of Christ, he wrote during a period that he described this way. He said, when everyone looks out over the land, all we see is distress and darkness, gloom, anxiety and despair. That was what was existing in Isaiah's day. And yet Isaiah wrote about a light that God was bringing into the world. A light that would dispel the darkness. Which is why then he continues in chapter 9 with these words. For a child has been born to us. A son has been given to us. He shoulders responsibility and is called the extraordinary strategist or wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father and the prince of peace. This is God's answer to troubled hearts 
in troubled times. And isn't it amazing that God's answer was a child? God's answer was a baby being born. Isn't that the way God does things? He doesn't do things the way we would do them. He gave the world a baby in Bethlehem. And so that obviously speaks of his humanity. But the prophet Isaiah says that this baby is no ordinary baby, not like other human babies. This baby was also a son that was given by God to us, which also speaks of his deity. See, Jesus Christ is 100% human, but also 100% divine. He is the God-man. And the story of Christmas isn't just about God coming to earth. It's about God being born on earth in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. And that this God is described here by the prophet Isaiah using four names or four titles, if you will. And the first title is, according to Isaiah, he is a wonderful counselor. As the Net Bible translates it, the one that I use, he's an extraordinary strategist. I love that description of Jesus. That's one of the reasons why you and I, even in the midst of living in troubled times that create troubled hearts, we don't have to have that. Because if you and I know this wonderful counselor, then we know that we have one that can give us a plan at all times of how to navigate life, a strategy of how to live life and cope with life. He can give us the best guidance and advice and counsel that we could ever have. I mean, we live in a world today where people are looking for answers. They're looking for a plan. They're looking for a strategy for life, life strategies. And yet, The one that can give us it better than anyone else is Jesus Christ. And the prophet Isaiah is saying, this is the light that has come into the world. He is your wonder of a counselor. If you need a plan, if you need a strategy, if you need advice, then look to Jesus Christ. There is no one that can give you a better plan for living and a better plan for your life than the one who personally created you and fashioned you in your mother's womb. He has a personal plan and will for you. That's why he created you the way that he did. And he wants you to know him in a personal way and give your life to him so that you can, be li- can begin to live not by your own wits, Not by trying to figure out life through the little bit that you and I can figure out as finite human beings, but by being in touch with the infinite God, the omniscient God, the one who knows all and sees all. He's the only one that can truly give us counsel in that way, you see. Do you know your wonderful counselor tonight? That's one of the reasons we celebrate Christmas is because those of us who know Christ and follow Jesus Christ, we have a wonder of a counselor all the time in our life that we can turn to and depend to to answer the questions of life. Then Isaiah says, this Jesus, 
is also the mighty God. I love the term in the original Greek language. It's El Gabor. I mean, that even sounds like, yeah. And really, it, it simply was a term that meant he's the strongest. He's the mightiest. He's the almighty. He's the most powerful. It was a term that described God as the hero God. As the warrior God. And that's who Jesus is. He's our champion. You see, when you and I know Jesus and why we celebrate Christmas is because we also realize through his birth and through knowing him, I don't have to live in my own power. I don't have to live by my own power. I can live by a higher power. And that is the power of the Almighty God, the, the power that is stronger than any other power. And He can give that to us. And that's how we can live. That's how you and I can overcome the challenges of life. That's how we can not look at the obstacles sometimes and the challenges in front of us and be discouraged and be in despair because we know that we are in touch with the mighty God. And if anyone can help us overcome those things, help us to, to rise above the circumstances of life, help us to live in victory rather than defeat like so many do in this world, then it's knowing the mighty God. Are you living by His power tonight? If you and I are living by His power, then that's why we are so thrilled that He came into the world. Because when he came, he not only could give us a plan and strategy for living, but he could give us the power to live as well. So many people across this world today feel powerless. They feel helpless. They feel hopeless. They feel discouraged because life has gotten the better of them. And they don't know how to navigate. They don't know how to overcome. They don't know how to deal with it. And Jesus Christ is saying to us tonight, I am your hero. I am your champion. I am your warrior. I will fight your battles for you. I will be your mighty God. Let me take over your life and give you that power and enable you to live life on a higher plane. And then the prophet Isaiah calls him the everlasting father. This is not to try to confuse Jesus with God the father. It literally means that Jesus is the Father of eternity. He is the source alone of eternal life. He is eternal. He is in touch with what is eternal and lasting. And He can put any human being who believes in Him and has faith in Him and follows Him in touch with what really matters and what will last beyond this life. And He can give us a life that is not just a quantity of life, but it is a quality of life. That's what eternal life is all about. But that only comes through Jesus Christ, the everlasting Father, the Father of eternity. That's why Jesus Himself said, I am the first and the last. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. And I alone have the keys of death and hell. That's what Jesus claimed. That's why you and I celebrate Christmas and the coming of Jesus into the world. 
Because he's not just the wonder of a counselor for us. He's not just the mighty God who can enable and empower us to live life. But he's also the everlasting father. He can put our daily life in touch with what is eternal. What really counts, what really matters. Again, we live in a world where so many people are groping and trying to grasp for, for things that last and things that, that really count. And, and they're wondering, where do I turn? And here's Jesus Christ saying, if you give your life to me and you believe in me and you follow me and you listen to my word, you will be in touch with what really matters and what is of highest value and of highest worth every day you live. Because I'm the source of everything eternal. One of the reasons why there's so much despair and discouragement today is because many people don't have that hope of anything beyond this life. How sad to think that this life is it. And that's why they grasp so much of what the world can give them in this life, thinking that somehow that will satisfy and fulfill them. Because to them, once they die, they're just put in the ground and that's the end of their existence. But Jesus Christ says, no, no, no. I am the resurrection and the life. Though you were to die, if you believe in me, you will live forevermore. There is no end. Because he is the everlasting father. Do you know him tonight? Are you in touch with eternity every day Through Jesus Christ. And then finally, the prophet Isaiah describes this wonderful child that God is going to bring into the world. And we obviously, Isaiah was looking ahead. We look back who he has brought into the world. As the Prince of Peace. Oh my. Do we need Christ's peace today in the world. But this peace isn't just cessation of war or people getting along with each other and living in harmony like many people think. It goes way beyond that. It goes to each of us. In other words, Jesus Christ came and one day Christ will bring peace to this earth. But that peace worldwide is only going to come when Jesus Christ comes back the second time and rules and reigns on this earth. That's why the prophet goes on to say in this very passage, his dominion will be vast. He will bring immeasurable prosperity. He will rule on David's throne and over David's kingdom, establishing it and strengthening it by promoting justice and fairness from this time forward and forevermore. Especially at this time of the year, maybe you hear the great Handel's Messiah. Very popular. It is why George Frederick Handel wrote in his Messiah, and he shall reign forever and ever. And so Christ is going to come and set up peace on this earth. It's why the prophets tell us that they will beat their swords into plowshares. Which, by the way, that scripture out of Isaiah is on the United Nations building. Folks, peace isn't going to come through our United Nations. Peace in the world is only going to come through Jesus Christ. 
But this peace that Jesus wants to bring into the world is also personal. Because this peace here speaks of sort of that inner tranquility. That feeling that all is well. There is a quietness within. There is a a rest within our soul. And only Jesus Christ, the child that was born and the son that was given, can give us that peace. So many people here in the world look for that peace. They want it. But it's so elusive to them because they're not looking to Jesus Christ, the only one that is the Prince of Peace, to give it to them. Only you know this tonight. Are you at peace tonight? Not externally. Because you and I can, we can appear externally to others like, yeah, everything's cool. And we even go up to each other and when someone maybe says, hey, how you doing? We just usually automatically, no matter how things are, say, yeah, I'm good. It's all good. But many times we project that outwardly, but we're really dying inside. We're really hurting and in a lot of pain. We really don't have that peace that passes all understanding. All is not well in here. And so I think you can begin to see this is why we celebrate Christmas. Because when you and I believe in the Christ of Christmas and we have opened up our life to him and we have a relationship with him and we believe in him and we follow him, then we realize who he really is and what he offers us. He offers us a wonderful plan and strategy. He's our constant guide and counselor. He offers us a power beyond ourselves to live life so that we never have to live life on our own, but in His power, in His enablement. And it is a power stronger and greater than any power you and I will ever come up against. It is a power that allows us to overcome and live in victory rather than defeat and discouragement and despair. It allows us to rise above our circumstances. This child also puts us in touch with eternity. What really counts, what really matters. People say, I want my life to count for something. I I so want my life to, to be more than just, you know, getting up every day and putting in time at work and coming home and all this. Well, listen, folks, Jesus Christ can enable us to do that. He can put us in touch with eternity every day. Because he's the father of eternity. He's the source of all that's eternal and lasting. You want your life to count? You want it to last? Get in touch with Jesus Christ. And finally, Jesus Christ alone can give you peace. If all is not well in here, Jesus Christ can make that well. Because Jesus Christ can, by coming into our life, 
he can make peace between us and God. And then he can settle us and give us that peace that passes all understanding so that no matter what the troubled times are that you and I live in, our heart doesn't have to be troubled. We don't have to be like the people in Isaiah's day who look out over the world in which they lived and they were filled with distress and darkness and gloom and anxiety and despair. How depressing. And that's why Isaiah said, don't be troubled. A light is coming. God's answer is coming into this world through this child. And He is a light that is going to dispel the darkness. If you feel like you're living in darkness tonight, let the light of Jesus Christ come into your life and light you up. And give you His wonderful counsel. His might and strength. Put you in touch with eternity. And give you His Peace that passes all understanding. Some wonder, why do Christians and churches even do the whole candlelight thing at Christmas time? Many maybe think, well, it's connected maybe with the Christmas tree and we have lights on the Christmas tree, but that's not really it. It really goes back to what Jesus said. Jesus said to those who were following him, I am the light of the world. He that follows me will never walk in darkness, but will always have the light of life. That's why we light lights at Christmas time. Because we are acknowledging what the Bible taught about this child that was born in Bethlehem and this son of God that was given to us. That he who came from heaven to earth, the God-man, the one that was brought to earth but also born on earth, he's the light of the world. He's the answer. And what we have to do is get in touch with him and look to him and find out who he is and follow him and we'll have that light as well. And so when you and I light our lights at Christmas time, we're not only acknowledging that Jesus is the light and that that light has come into the world, but by holding our own personal light, we are in a sense testifying that we have that light. We know the light and we are here to shine our light as Christ commands us to do as well. That's what followers of Christ are supposed to do. We are to take the light that Jesus gives us and we are to shine that light every day wherever we go so that others can see the light of the world in us and be drawn to that light themselves. Folks, I don't have to convince you of this. We live in troubled times. And troubled times create troubled hearts. Jesus came so that you and I in the midst of whatever times we live in, would not have to live in despair, gloom, discouragement, and anxiety, and darkness. But we could have the light of eternal life within us. This is why we 
celebrate Christmas. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And we pray tonight, God, that those who are here, that they truly have that light in their life. And that they are operating by his light every day that they live. That once again, God, we realize what we have in Jesus Christ. We have the wonder of a counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace who abides within us every day. God, help us to acknowledge that and to live, Lord, by that every day. To know who Jesus really is. To know what Christmas is all about. So that we don't go through another year and another celebration of Christmas where it's just become more of a secular celebration and a holiday more so than it is centered on Jesus Christ and who He is and what He came to give us. God made that truth of Jesus tonight be what is central here, both here in this auditorium and in each of our lives tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.